Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today on the show, we have Emily Swift. Hey, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thanks for joining us. So... For our listeners who may not know you, do you mind giving them a background on who you are and how you got into photography? Sure. So I am Emily, and (laughs) I have been shooting ever since high school. I was lucky enough to go to a high school that had a film photography program. Oh, nice. So my freshman year, I got my hands on a film camera and basically never looked back after that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What year was that, if you don't mind us asking? I think it was 2010. Well, that's good that they still had the darkroom and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was really awesome to be able to, like, do the whole process beginning Mm -hmm. to end and be able to learn that way. I feel like I I just feel so fortunate to have had that opportunity. Mm. Now, do you shoot digital, like, at all? Or are you strictly film? Are you trying to do both or more film? So, I've always professionally done digital. um, but now that I'm all set up to do everything myself again, I yeah. want to transition to shooting only film, but I'm a little yeah. afraid to, to make the leap because a lot of my uh, studio practice is mostly like I build model portfolios. I do portrait mm-hmm. shooting mm-hmm. and I feel like the appeal to my work is my retouching. And uh. so that's the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous about trying to transition fully to film. Um, I do have a couple shoots booked right now that I do plan on shooting only film portraits on. So I'm going to kind of see how that goes and see what kind yeah. of response I get from my audience and then go from there. Wow. It's just funny. I, I love that the the old high school dark room because I've said it a million times on this show that I kind of just like squat I kind of just like didn't pay attention at all yeah and I t- and I took like photography one through three or four or something and even some independent studies and stuff and it was like all because the cute girl was in the class so I was just always like <laughs> so focused on her and like what was going on that like I didn't pay attention at all and I just I so regret that I mean I remember a little bit but uh. Do you know if your high school, did they 
because I remember back then that's all there was. But then it started to like I had come back or I I think when my brother was in high school, like they were changing it up. I don't know if they've fully taken it out, but I assume that they must have. Mm. Did your school always keep all that stuff there and like kept the curriculum or did they kind of like go back because it's like resurging? Well, my junior year of high school, my teacher who taught the course and had taught the course for like 30 years, he retired. And Uh, I was so upset because that meant my senior year when I really needed my mentor to like uh, help me transition to college mm. wasn't going to be there. And the new teacher, she wasn't as well versed in film as he was. So I think she tried to keep the program going, but I'm not sure if they're still doing it today. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So did did you go to... Did you end up going to college for photography or anything like that? Or do you have any schooling after high school? Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I picked that camera up and I never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you end up going? So I went to a state school. So I'm in Connecticut. So I went to uh, Western Connecticut. I was researching going to art schools, but the tuition was just wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, my dad, uh, he's an engineer, so he would always give me, you know, the starving artist speech. So he wasn't too uh, yeah. privy about sending me to a really expensive art school to get an art degree that, you know, might end up yeah. getting me into a starving artist. And so we kind of had to compromise. And I was like, all right, if you guys are going to let me, you know, follow my dream and study photography, then I'll go to a state school. And the program there really wasn't bad. I really can't complain. I did. I learned so much cool stuff in college. Like I got Mm. to um, explore a lot of different alternative processes. So like we did cyanotypes, Van Dyke prints, we did tintypes, like we dipped into everything and it was so much fun. That is fun. I went to an actual photography school that has since closed, which was very sad. But we didn't do any of that really cool, like alternative processing. We were, we, it was basically teaching us like the business, more so like the business of it, like how to make money and stuff. So I'm kind of jealous. I wish I, we got to do all that. We definitely were in the dark room for a lot of it, but not enough. I didn't learn anything business related in college. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of jealous of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us, I'm so curious about your studio. Ah, so yeah. my studio is a cool spot. Uh, yes. I'm here right oh, now. Every photo I see, I'm like, oh, man. And you're from Connecticut. Like, we're both from Connecticut. So I'm like, where? I'm thinking, I was like, where are you? <laughs> so my studio is in Bridgeport. And Bridgeport is a super cool city because a lot of the history of Connecticut is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not far from the water, which is super cool. And the studio building that I'm in, it's called the Knowlton. And it was built in, I believe, 1873. Wow. And wow. my yeah. favorite, but also least favorite part are the because they are the original hardwood floors. However, uh, they are no impossible way. to keep clean. They are impossible to keep clean. Like I'm telling you, yeah. they are beautiful. I love them. But when I when it's like time to clean my floors, it is like a three step process of like vacuuming <laughs> in between the floorboards and like mopping. And oh god, it takes like literally a whole day. <laughs> that does sound like a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous here. It is beautiful. Yeah. So is it just you or do you share it with anybody or? So the building itself has, um, I believe, 30 studios in it. So the building is filled with other artists, which is honestly my favorite part. Uh, Like my studio itself is actually not that big. So I have my processing setup set up in my friend who is a painter's studio, which I have to make sure I put a cloth over all my stuff when I leave because he's mm. kind of like a violent painter, like totally like <laughs> in the process, like paint flying everywhere. Like I went in there one day and I'm like looking at my Jova and I'm like, oh, there's paint on it. <laughs> and ever since then I had to start covering it. It's its own art piece now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's really cool to be surrounded by all different types of artists because it just keeps you yeah. creative and thinking about, you know, different ways to approach your work. And if you need an opinion on something, you can ask so many different types of 
artists their different yeah. perspectives yeah. on what you're working on. And I love that. So it's, it's a little colony of artists right here in Bridgeport. It sounds like a dream. Yeah, I've always had that. Like, I've always wanted that. Like, that's yeah. always something I've been striving for. For like every community I kind of find myself in, I'm always the guy that's like, let's knock down these walls and be this like collective of crazy people that do yeah. like all kinds of crazy things like all the time. And everyone's like, shut up, Tim. Like, <laughs> calm, <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down. And I'm like, no, let's do that's it. That's the way to do it, though. <laughs> it is. Like, there's yeah. nothing better than, you know, working, like you said, you know, just like, people doing different mediums of you know music and art and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. like it all kind of just blends together and just the possibilities of like collaborations and just all kinds of I, I don't know it's again I'm gonna try once this virus crap ends it well that'll it, ever end who knows but <sighs> once it ends maybe maybe I can work towards something like that I'm definitely I love what you're doing that's awesome yeah yeah I it's really it's amazing. I feel very fortunate to have been able to keep my studio throughout everything that's been going yeah. on yeah. because yeah. I am a portrait photographer. I make my money by working with people <laughs> and that has not been very easy lately. And um, that's actually what ended up leading me uh, to decide to open my own lab was like, yeah. okay, I, how the heck am I going to pay my rent if I can't yeah. easily shoot portraits? Um, and like looking at what I know how to do, I was like, well, I am a photographer and uh, I, I do know how to do film. And like over the summer when um, the unemployment benefits ran out, I literally like I used my last unemployment check to buy my processor. And I was like, <laughs> yes. it's all on sale. Yeah. I'm just going to open a film lab. <laughs> How's that going? I know you're launching pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty soon. Um, I just have to like really work on my efficiency with everything. Mm. Um, the two biggest hangups right now are... Um, my muscle memory is with Patterson reels yeah. and the Jobo reels are different. And I have not been able to master loading two rolls of 120 on one reel yet. So I got to get that down and I need to speed up my scanning process like I've talked to you about before. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, no that's pretty much it. Once I get those two things like totally straightened out, I will be good to go. That's so exciting. I love, I mean, it's unfortunate that this is what it's, come to for you but I'm also kind of excited for this endeavor you know me too honestly yeah. and as I've been getting everything together for it I feel like I'm making my 15 year old self proud yeah uh, yes. because I started my whole endeavor as a photographer in a dark room doing mm -hmm. my own film the whole thing Same. beginning to end yeah. and I like once I had the jobo going like I remember like, I shot a roll of film, and then I, like, developed it that day, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm looking at photos that I just shot yesterday. This is the coolest thing ever. Like, I haven't had this kind of uh, yeah. accessibility in years. And so, like, the inner child in me was just like, hallelujah, like, we are doing the right thing here. I love that, because that's how I did, too. I would shoot, and then I would run home, and I would develop in my sink. And I would run downstairs to my little dark room and I would be it would be it would all happen the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh it's like I feel like I like unlocked a new level into being a photographer and I'm just so excited. <laughs> like every time I, it's like a developing day for me, I'm I'm like in the best mood. I'm so happy, like can't wait to get to the studio. Um so I feel like I'm doing the right thing, you know, like it just it feels so right to be doing this so exciting it's great that it came out of kind of the ashes of how mm -hmm. the world's been too like i feel like that's really important that we kind of learn how to pivot with mm -hmm. with what we do you know because just like that being a portrait photographer in a place where you can't be around people is just yeah. it's it's terrible and i mean it we could either let it take us down and kind of destroy our our push and passion or, you know, kind of blossom something, com you know, completely new out of this, like developing film. And I'll tell you what, there's never enough labs. Like I'm mm -hmm. always sending people to places and, you know, it's just more labs that open up means more people are shooting film, which yep. means this thing's going to last longer, which is just, you know, that's what we need. 
Yeah. And here yes, in Connecticut, I agree. we have we have two labs that process film. And one of them I went to a couple years ago because one of my friends recommended it. And I gave them two rolls of 120 film and it was black and white film. And I said, yeah, I want like high resolution scans, whatever. about mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and if I send them different film stocks they all come back looking the same um, so no. I don't know that they really like care to give everything the specific love and attention you know yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so I'm excited to like be competing with them and it's just me and my studio <laughs> yeah but once I launch I will be like uh, one of three labs who processes their own film in house in the whole state and like that is is so that true that's cr- i didn't know that i didn't know that that's crazy yeah oh sorry i i, was, I, I used to bring my film to, i think i don't remember the name but it was like this guy i think he was like in east hartford or east haven but he used to like scan tips like i used to get tips back that was like I, he scanned my first role that got me back in love with photography because the tips files are like oh beautiful <laughs> <laughs> They were like stunning. And I was like, what the heck? Why am I shooting digital? I wonder if he's still around, but that's crazy. Only you'd be the third one. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited. I just, I can't wait. I, and I was starting to feel like with my, um, like the portrait photography I do, like mm-hmm. my studio work, um, I was starting to fall down that hole of like, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to look good. Yeah. Everything's got to be retouched this way and lit that way and blah, blah, blah. And it's all going to be perfect. And I- I'm like proud of myself for getting my quality of work to where it is. But to be back shooting film more heavily, it's just, it's a whole different experience. And yeah. it's helping break me out of that perfectionist uh, mindset that I had. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I would like, you know, go through my photos after a shoot and I would deem so many of them failures for like the stupidest, littlest reasons. Um, And now that I'm shooting film so heavily again and like welcoming the unknown of, you know, the whole process, Mm -hmm. it's it's making me look at my work differently. It's making me appreciate my work differently. And Mm. it's just done so much for me as a photographer. I just, I'm really excited about what's to come next. I love that so much. <laughs> so what what brought you back to film? Like, what was it that was it just like a found an old camera or a friend was she or what? What brought you back? Um. Well, you know, I have a couple other friends who shoot film in my area, and they would always give me a hard time and be like, you know, you have a Hasselblad. Like, why are you shooting film all the time? <laughs> right. And yeah, I I was starting to kind of realize that you know what they're right <laughs> and. So when lockdown happened um, and I was like packing up my studio to not return until who knows when, like I picked Ugh, up my Hasselblad yeah. and I had it in my hands and I'm like, now I'm going to have some time to shoot this thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I started really um, just getting back in touch with the camera. Um, like once I graduated college and I started uh, working a lot, I, I didn't really shoot a lot of film. There was like a two year lull where I didn't really shoot much. And so when I was under lockdown, I, like I said, I just picked the camera back up. I started getting back in touch with it. And then I ran into the issue of like, oh my God, where am I going to get this processed if like I can't leave my house? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So I went with a couple different labs uh, that I tried that were taking mail in orders. And mm-hmm. I really was so not satisfied with the results and I'm like this is so expensive to send it out I know how to do this like there's no reason that I should just get all the stuff and do it you know right now we're back where we are now yeah (laughs) that's so cool the cost of using a lab just I mean, I get it. They have to do it. You know, there's a lot that goes on. I mean, especially when we went to like the dark room and took the tour and stuff, yeah. just seeing that's all involved in like a lab like that. I get why their prices are the way they are, but it just like, it deters me because I, I mean, I develop everything I shoot at home. I mean, it's so much, so much cheaper and I'm a stubborn 
person when it comes to that too. I'm always like, it's not mine if I don't take it from point A to point B. Like it, there's just this like extra satisfaction that comes along when you pull the film out of the tank and you're like, I did this, all of it, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So you're developing other than too, Emily? Because I feel like I'm the only one who isn't then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I jumped right into developing color, um, which is something that is new to me. I never did that before until I got set up at home to do it. Mm. And I had a ridiculous backlog to um, get familiar with the process with. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, yeah. I only had one role really kind of like take the rookie hit. Uh, just one. <laughs> Let me knock on some wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wow. I'm jealous. It's not that hard, Chris. I just, know. I know. Just hop on and buy a kit and do it. It's not. <laughs> I think I think I need to officially make that a 2021 goal. So I have no excuse. You, it's, yes. If you could do black and white, you could do color. It's. That's what they it's, say. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. I mean, I personally think it's a lot easier because black and white has so many different times with all the different developers yeah. and it's there's so much more involved. And C41, I mean, as long as you're not pushing or pulling, it's, yeah. you know, three and a half, six and a half. It's the same thing like every time. So no matter what. All right. It'll happen. That's yeah. You gotta do it. it you better. gotta do I know. it. <laughs> it better. It better. So where 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 do you think your work's gonna go um, outside of the lab? Do you, are you shooting any weddings at all usually, or is it just models and stuff like that? Man, you know, I had um, one year where I really dove into doing the wedding thing, mm -hmm. and about I and I had I think like ten or eleven weddings booked that year. Which that's great in terms of wedding photography. Like, yeah. is it a whole lot? It's still it's but still I pretty was, good. I was so overwhelmed that yeah. year. I believe it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 12 I, weddings is a lot <laughs> for me. And was. I was like, I, I don't think I like this. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> because, there with you. <laughs> you know, a wedding is such a personal day. And you really get to know the people who are mm -hmm. getting married because you are literally the fly on the wall throughout yeah. their whole wedding yeah. day. And I realized that I I don't know that I have the right amount of compassion to be a wedding photographer. <laughs> 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 to be completely honest, um, I just I don't know. It just it, it was not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot. It is is is. Oh yeah, like I really enjoyed the minute. And literally just the minute, maybe five minutes, maybe not even a whole minute, where the bride has her hair and makeup done and she's ready for the day and you do her portrait. Right. And I was like, why am I dedicating a whole day of yeah. work and all this time editing when I'm really only enjoying a very small mm, fraction yeah. of the yeah. entire day? Yeah. That's smart. You're meant to be a model photographer, it sounds like. Yeah. And I, I just, I like people and I like to really get to know the people I photographed, uh, that one-on-one -on -one is really important to me. And I just, I don't know, I like to create an atmosphere in my studio. I like the dialogue that happens. I like to really take my time. And maybe that comes from being originally a film photographer. I like to take it slow. I like mm -hmm. to chat and really just get to know the people that I'm photographing. And you really only get that, I feel like, when you're shooting just portraits, you know? Um, right. And I love when I show people the photos and they're like, oh my God, that's me. Uh, I'm like, yeah. 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 Best feeling. <laughs> totally. Totally the best feeling. Man, so I, uh, a shout out to uh, Jamie, Jamie Maldonado. He uh, posted a video with you in mm -hmm. it. And yeah. I, I just loved your, the way you were talking about like jumping into the fashion. You were like shooting fashion yeah. photography and stuff like that. Um, I just kind of wanted you to talk about that a little bit, how you got into to doing that and shooting like the behind the scenes and all that fun stuff. Sure. It's uh, probably one of my favorite stories, honestly. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in college, my professors encouraged me to also study video as well as photo because you're more likely to get hired for a job if you could fit 
multiple spots on a set instead of just one. Yeah. And so I, it was the summer after my freshman year, I was working for a photographer and helping him shoot the behind the scenes of a short film set. So when I got back to school and I had the same professor for my video classes that semester, I was telling him all about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was so cool. We like photographed the behind the scenes of this set. And so I got to see like, you know, both ends of everything going on. Nice. And he was like, oh, if you're interested in um, behind the scenes and oh, you're a photo major, like, let me link you up with this guy, Rocco. He's always looking for interns to go to Fashion Week with him. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, yes, please give me his number. <laughs> yeah. And so... This is the first week of classes, which are, you know, either last week of August or first week of September. And so I was emailing, I sent Rocco uh, just a couple videos I did in class that were like really not that good. It really was just like, hey, I know the absolute basics and here's, <laughs> here's that. And uh, Rocco was out in LA. So I'm in Connecticut. So I'm on like New York time. And we were emailing back and forth until like two o'clock in the morning, our time. And the thing is that Fashion Week happens the second week of September. And so it was like... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, I went to my first day of my college classes for my sophomore year. I landed this amazing internship, and I'm emailing with the guy until 2 a.m., and that Monday, I was going to Fashion Week. And wow. I was, <laughs> like, my head was spinning because I had to miss classes, and obviously, like, forget college. Like, I'm yeah, going to Fashion right. Week. Like, <laughs> I'm you know in the big leagues now. <laughs> yeah. So I had to basically beg my professors not to fail me. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm wow. not withdrawing, but I am going to disappear for a week. And I really didn't know much about much. I didn't know anything about fashion. Like, I I grew up in, like, a small town. So, like, I drove a lifted Jeep, and I rode horses. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> I, I didn't know anything Very about fashion. And I literally was like, I don't know. Do I bring my cowboy boots? Like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was a total, like, uh, fish out of water experience uh, for me. But... Once I got settled and I kind of figured out the lay of the land, how things work, I really felt like I found my people, you know, Mm. and it opened my eyes to this whole corner of the world that otherwise, I don't know if I would have known it existed. Mm. Um, That's awesome. And yeah. You know, what a way to get to know the fashion industry than like literally at New York Fashion Week. Right. (laughs) I mean, I was meeting celebrities and A-listers who I had no idea who they were. (laughs) 
Wow. That's like the dream. I would love to do that. I've always been, I mean, I know I'm probably don't look like the most like fashionally (laughs) (laughs) person, but I, I would definitely love to go shoot behind the scenes of something like that just to see how fast paced it is and, you know, it's just wild. It's like a whole different world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and fast paced for sure. Um, so fashion week has changed a lot even ever since like my first season because I've been doing it for roughly six years now. Wow. Um, it's not at one place. Like it's not like there's one building where all the shows happen. They happen scattered across Manhattan and wow. you oh. have to get to the shows two hours before the show starts because we do all the behind the scenes. We Mm -hmm. interview the designers, the models, and we get the whole, you know, beginning to end. And so it's like you are literally running around the city. And (laughs) like, like it's funny because uh, we always joke that like the term fashionably late was coined at Fashion Week because fashion (laughs) shows are never on time. So it's like you rush around and you are like trying to get backstage in time and blah, blah, blah. And then the show's supposed to be at like three and it starts at like 3.45. (laughs) I love it. So are you still doing that? Well, I mean, obviously not right this during this time, but are you still doing that? Is that something you're still pursuing? I really hope so. Um, Mm. Because Fashion Week has not happened since this whole thing broke out. Um... I did get asked in September to go and cover a couple things happening, and I declined just because I am like very afraid of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. Very me safe. Too. Yeah, I do fall in the high risk category, so I have to be very careful. I would love to return to it. I, it's like one of my favorite things ever, and it's also how I get most of my work for the year. Is yeah. By- Going there and networking and talking yeah. to people and letting them meet me and hear out of my mouth what I can do for them. Yeah. So by like, first of all, not even like allowed to really be around people as a portrait photographer. Like I get most of my bookings from going to fashion week. Yeah. And now wow. fashion week's not happening. Yes. So I'm kind of like in this weird lull and I really hope that I can go back to it soon. Um, so. Fingers crossed these vaccines keep rolling out yes. and do what they're supposed to do. So were you shooting for like publications for Fashion Week? How, how does that work? Yeah. So the media outlet that I was credentialed with is a fashion TV network called Fashion News Live is the show that I would work on. And the network is FNL Network. And we are a platform similar to uh, like imagine Netflix, like when you open your Netflix app and you have all these different shows you can pick from it's like that but all of our shows are fashion related oh cool yeah so essentially uh the format of the show is it's like a backstage pass to fashion week and we do all of the fashion weeks all over um so i did join the network for the european circuit one year um that's awesome yeah that was really fun um it was so exhausting (laughs) because i I can uh, only imagine yeah because it's all back to back right so it's like it starts in new york and then you have one day off and then milan fashion week starts in italy like two or three days later and then paris fashion week is right after that and we actually we skipped london fashion week because it it's only four days and it happens in between new york and milan so we skipped that one Mm. and so we just did new york paris and milan and then i also um got to go to morocco to do a fashion festival there and that was my favorite fashion week i have ever been to Um, jeez it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. It was in um, Dakla, Morocco. And that was like, hands down, the coolest job I ever got the chance to do. I it sounds like, imagine. yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. So are you shooting any film? Because when I was like on movie sets out here in LA, I, I would like kind of like sneak, not sneak, but like also do film. Are you are you carrying like two bodies, one digital, one film or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I um I am a huge advocate for uh point and shoot film cameras. I think that they're amazing and I always have one on me at Fashion Week. Um specifically for that reason. I have I shot runway on film once and 
it was kind of tricky because uh I wasn't supposed to. I had to kind of like do my job job <laughs> and then like sneak my yeah. film camera out and like try to like shoot two cameras at once. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely always try to sneak in some film photos. Always. I love it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's like the name <laughs> of the game, like just being yeah. like, whoops. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Yeah, sorry. One more, just with film. <laughs> yeah, the the one rule of runway film that I shot was actually um, T Max thirty two hundred. Yes, I don't know if they make that film anymore. I believe that role was actually gifted to me by my high school teacher. So I had been holding on to it for a very long time, awesome. and it was like so not sure what I wanted to shoot with that film and. I shot it at Fashion Week, and those are like some of my favorite photos. Oh, it sounds amazing, man! Well, rest assured, that film is back. They, yes, it, it was discontinued for a time, but then uh, you know our beloved Kodak was like, "We're bringing it back." Yeah, they brought it back Wait, a few years really? ago. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's How did I it's not one know of my that? favorites. <laughs> oh my god, no way, because I just started shooting Delta 3200. Which, it's good. It's in 35 right now, but they it is in talks that they are going to do. I think 120 and four by five. So we're just, we're just waiting on those. Oh man. I got to get some of that. Yes. It's, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. I think it's, it's like right up there with Tri-X for me for black and white. I love it. It's so versatile. You know, you can shoot it whenever and I'm excited for you to shoot it. Now that you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh oh, God. I, I, I can't wait to get online and (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Do it. It's so good. I just got two, Two uh, ten pack bricks of it for Christmas, so I'm I'm excited to. Ooh. Wow, you got a lot. How much was? Uh, they got a deal. I think it was on sale for like fifty six dollars per ten pack. So it was like oh, that's my not terrible. You know, my hundred dollar film score for the Christmas season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had one of those too. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because like now I'm shooting so much color that I'm. I got. I got to get back into shooting black and white. Yeah, especially you're. I mean, you're the black and white guy. I know. I know. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's just a little phase I'm going through. But I kind of love it. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> so Emily, I did have a question about because I know you're you're a portrait photographer. You do the behind the scenes of Fashion Week and all that stuff. Was there anything personally that you've been working on during the pandemic? Is there anything that you've kind of been filling your time with since you since we haven't been doing portraits and Fashion Week and all that stuff? Um, I I've been trying. Uh, as I call it, rediscover the naive photographer's eye is what I like Ooh. to say, um, which is basically like part of what I've been doing is going through all of my negatives from high school and college and trying to digitalize them. And there's just pictures that I've been rediscovering when you don't know what you don't know. You yeah. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. And when you first get that camera in your hand, you just photograph whatever's interesting to you. And you don't know if it's going to be a good picture or not. Like, you don't know anything about lighting or what's proper or what's right. So you just shoot, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that there's something so beautiful in that that gets lost once you learn all the rules. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Part of getting back into shooting film is also getting back in touch with that naive photographer's eye. Like just whatever's in front of me, whatever I find interesting, finding a way to compose it and just shoot it. Just, you know, keep shooting and keep like not losing touch with the fact that I am a photographer because obviously I can't shoot portraits. So what am I going to (laughs) shoot? So I've just been like taking pictures around my house. I I tried actually... I, sh- I successfully shot a roll of self-portraits with my Hasselblad. Oh, which nice. I have to say, yeah. I really impressed myself with that one. I had my <laughs> camera on a tripod. I had a tape measure. And I really was like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go, but we're just going to try it. And oh, I love it. I successfully did that. And I am so proud of myself for that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's- yeah, I was I was thinking about doing something like that too, but I I just haven't gotten there yet. I haven't because I I have all this four by five equipment and I never use it. It literally sits in the bag all the time, and I'm like, this is like a portrait beast, and it's just in a bag all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I should really start doing some self portraits, but 
Maybe, maybe I will. We'll see. We'll see. I actually, I just took the dive into um, I was just, large format. Yeah, I saw that. I was gonna. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I um, uh, I I think I'm gonna try it this week. Maybe yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got everything I need. Uh, so now I can't delay anymore because now I'm set up to shoot it and process it. So I I can't like you know put it off any longer. What did you end up getting? <laughs> so I um, accidentally ended up with uh, two Graflexes because I was sitting on some <laughs> on eBay and accidentally won two bids. No so. way. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to shoot both of them and I guess see which one I like more and then probably sell the other one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm probably going to dive into doing that this week. I, I almost did it today, but I kind of ran out of time um, before hopping on with you guys. So another day. That's awesome. It's so addicting too. like once you once you start going with it and like because it, it takes so much brain you know what i mean like because <laughs> photography already takes up your entire brain but then you add something that takes like 30 minutes a shot into yeah. each shot you're just like oh man i love it i love shooting four by five yeah i got to dabble with it in college um but very very briefly um mm. like we just did one assignment on the four by fives we had at the school but Really what did it for me was one of my friends reached out to me who's also a big film photographer and he's super talented. He does 100% film. The only reason he owns a digital camera is to scan his film. Mm-hmm. And he got an 8x10 camera. And oh. so he asked if he could bring it to the studio and take some pictures with me. And so I said, yes, of course. Yeah. And when he got here with the camera and he had it set up, I was like, I, I need to do large format. Like, this is just too cool. Like, oh. And yeah. I think, like, that night was when I got on eBay and started placing way too many bits. <laughs> Isn't the 8x10 wild? I've been introduced to it uh, via AJ Holmes, who was a, a previous guest of ours. Um, that's It's just insane. It's just insane. It is gorgeous. It is so beautiful. It is yes. amazing. Yeah. Um. I would have loved to do 8x10, but then I looked up uh, the price of 8x10 film, and I said, we'll go with 4x5. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start right. there. Let's start there. Even the price of, like, the film holder is insane. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot, and that'll probably be my retirement. I'll be in my, like, yeah. 60s and <laughs> 70s, you know, selling a car or something to pick up <laughs> 8x10 equipment. <laughs> Or trading a kidney, one of the two. One of the two, you know. (laughs) We'll be right back with a listener question for Emily right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to let you guys know that Chris and I, for our Patreons, are doing a Develop With Us Hang Night. So it's a Patreon-only exclusive event. It's always the third Sunday of every month. You can find more information and a bunch of stuff over at our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash analog talk. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys, and we'll see you at the end. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this question actually comes from Jamie Maldonado. Hi, Jamie. He says, what personal projects are you working on? So I I, I, I don't know that I really... Uh, I've dipped my hands in so many different pots at this mm-hmm. point between uh, like getting set up for processing, getting this 4x5 camera. I guess my personal project right now is just moving into shooting large format and trying to mm. figure out go. that whole corner um and then i think that from there maybe i'll start working on something that actually has a title but for now my only personal project is figuring out how to use this graphlex <laughs> <laughs> that's a good project though i like that yeah well we're excited to see what you know who knows where that's gonna lead that could turn into a whole personal project a body of work you know i, I think that it will for sure i just yeah. uh I got to see what I'm able to do with it, you know? Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Good question. Good answer. All right, Emily, we have, we also have some other questions for you. So if you had to choose one camera for the rest of your life, like your desert island camera, yeah, (laughs) what would it be and why? It's an awful question. It's the worst question. Oh, I hate this question. (laughs) 
oh, have, have you guys seen my picture with all my cameras? Like, you guys. I know. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> people were like tagging me in it, like, you got to do this. And I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> too many. Oh, She's, totally she, do it. I guess, yeah, all maybe. Right. Oh, I, I think I would have to go with um, my Hasselblad. Mm. Um, that was the first camera I had in my hands, and it just felt like my camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the first time I picked one up and shot with it, I I I couldn't do anything until I had my own. Um, that camera uh. was the most transformative for my whole experience as a photographer. So I would I would probably have to be my Hasselblad. Man, I love that's- it. That's one camera. That would definitely be like in my, our next segment, the white whale camera. Like that's definitely one of my, like, I need one of those. Yeah. (laughs) I will. I will. Even though I did promise like on all the little, all the little podcasts we did at the end of the year, I'm like, one of my goals for 2021 is to not buy a bunch of gear. And like, here I am. It's like, what the seventh day of the month. And I'm like, I'm buying all this. gear. Yeah. When I got my Leica. I thought I was good for a while, but no, it's like no. an actual problem. <laughs> like yeah, I, it is. It I is. might be addicted. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, part two of this this segment. Uh, is there any cameras that you're currently lusting after? Any white whales that you want to try oh, or want to yes. get? I want a Mamiya 7. Oh, oh yes. Me too. Oh, yeah. Bad. Those are so good. Uh, yeah, that's that one for sure. I, I dream of having one of those like all the time. I'm always checking online, even though I know I can't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my yeah, God. What are they going for now? I don't even know if I've seen. I probably am going like, to be sad about uh, it. More than $2,000. Yeah. 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 To get like a solid kit, you're looking at like 27 to 3500 sometimes if you're. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. And it sucks because, you know, maybe four or five years ago, they weren't even close to that price. I mean, they were that's still like, up there. They were still up there, but they weren't that's like, like everything, though. That's yeah. like everything four or five years uh, ago wasn't. If we had the foresight to when I started shooting film again, like yep. seven years ago, I would have bought everything. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Like even um, like I got my Hasselblad when I was still in college. So that was like four or five years ago at this point. And I paid, I think, like $800 for it. And I wow. haven't seen them for less than 1000 in a nope. really long yeah. time. Mm-mm. Crazy. Yeah. That was were great answers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we need to add, uh, like, what's your like a favorite film stock like what what film stock are you drawn to all the time i feel like we we should always ask that too we always ask about the camera but film stock is just as important that's true emily what's your favorite film stock (laughs) uh color or black and white oh see both let's go both okay 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 um so i shot some expired uh fuji viola oh good stuff and I was blown away. I really, really love that film. And I have a couple more rules of it. I, I don't even know if they still make it or not. I'm so like... No, they I don't, don't think I've ever heard of it. I don't... Mm-mm. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So it is. Well, that's out of yeah. production. Dang. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, but of course. Of course. That, out of everything I've uh, processed myself so far, that role is probably... Uh, definitely my favorite for color and then um for black and white i would say the t max 3200 that we were chatting about earlier yeah. that like, yes oh, I good choice just, i love it so much definitely yeah chris you should i mean i know you have a bunch of film chris but you should you should get a role <laughs> that uh real real Realia? Real, real it's like real with an I A at the end. <laughs> yeah wait i Rila. have a role right next to me actually oh interesting like, yeah it's just Real and it's it's a it at least the I have two or three rolls left and it's one sixty ISO. So is oh, that wow. is that what speed yours was or is yours like a four hundred or I think mine was four hundred. Mm. See, I haven't shot that one. I shot the one sixty and it it has Fuji film like all kind of has a similar kind of vibe to it. Like it's it's pastelly, it's good with the greens mm. and the blues and stuff. It's it, mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool film. I'm glad I had the chance to shoot a couple rolls of it. 
Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. I'm sad to hear that it's out of production. Yeah, Fuji needs to come back. Like they have so many people. They brought back Acros. They should at least bring back oh, yeah. another color film or something. Come on, Fuji. Yeah, I like the Fuji green. Same, same here. Good answers. Yeah, I love definitely. it. <laughs> well, Emily, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of yeah, you're our first one back in the new year, so we're we're like pumped we're like back in it (laughs) yay yay oh my gosh this is so much fun i always love chatting with other film nerds like me it's It's the best best. so So where can everybody check out your work where are you at on the internet so um on twitter i am at eastwith studios um my photography business page on instagram is at emily swift studios and i also have an account that is just my film photography and that is at shoot swiftly underscore. Love it. Awesome. Timothy, where are you? All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. Easiest way to find that is go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can join and share stuff on Facebook. Chris, before we end, what what did you just start on Instagram? Oh, thank you, Tim. I, yeah, of course. We just started... Um, a new feature account that is going to be focusing on highlighting women the com- women photographers in the community. It's called the Film Sorority. So you guys Ooh. should check that out as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, everybody. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Emily for coming on the show. Emily, you're the best. We loved having you on. Such a good time getting to hear your backstory. And we can't wait to see how the lab comes about. We're super excited. We're pumped for you. Again, keeping this thing alive is, it's like the only option. So, Emily, thank you so much. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We have a bunch of stuff over there. Like I said at the top of the show, just for a buck, you can get the show two days early. We're also doing a develop and hang night. It's the third Sunday of every month. And going to be doing Patreon after shows, Patreon-only exclusive content, just a bunch of stuff. And for the patrons that already help support the show, guys, I mean, you know how much you guys mean to us. It's, it's everything. You keep this boat afloat, and it's amazing. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. And until next week, guys, we will see you soon with an all-new guest. All right, later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.